0: The always fam, it is your hope WRITING in with Revend Dill Lee. Listen, I realize that during this whole pandemic and protest, I feel like we've been losing hope. And so I want to for the next few weeks talk about how to get your hope back. That is what that is what I want to be dealing with. And so today if you would turn with me, if you got the Bibles or not, just to read along, just listen. Psalm 32, verses 1 through 5, it says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me, and my strength was sapped. As in the heat of summer, then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Listen, y'all, I want to use as a, a a prescription this morning as we look at how to get our hope back. I, I, I want to use a prescription to talk about confessions are required. Confessions are required. If we are honest, there are mistakes and bad decisions and sins from our past that many of us think negate us from the hope of living a better future. And so although we may be present online on this Sunday, many times we feel like hope is absent from us Monday through Saturday. And how can we hold on to hope that we don't even think is meant for us How can we see hope so many times when there are negative thoughts that are blinding us? Therein lies the danger. When we let go of hope, we are really telling ourselves that we don't deserve what hope can offer us. We've messed up so many times and put ourselves in so many bad situations, or we've gone through way too much uh, that we end up punishing and blaming ourselves ourselves and telling ourselves we don't even deserve hope. In the text, we see King David, who with all his outward successes and achievements, uh, he had lost hope. When he wrote the 32nd Psalm, he felt hopeless hopeless that his family would ever be restored and hopeless that the shame he felt would ever go away and hopeless that his title of king could not erase his reputation as an awful parent that yeah he was a he was an awful parent and so he is now dealing with this sense of hopelessness and it's in the text that king david shows us that in order to get his hope back, confession was required. In verse 5, it says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave me of the guilt of my sin. You see, confession is healing for the soul. Confession is recognizing that God came for those who are bruised and broken and not those who are healed and already whole. Confession is nothing more than telling God what's wrong with us because God is the chief physician and has the medicine to cure us of our sin-sick diseases. And I believe that there are three confessions I want to leave with you today, confession statements that are required that can help us to get our help back. If we're going to get our hope back, we have to be willing, first of all, to make confession to ourselves. So, as a matter of fact, just tell yourself, I got to tell the truth to myself. In uh, and, and this scripture, King David was tired of pretending that everything was good, and and when he knew there was so much wrong with him, his past was eating away at his soul, and he finally had to confess to himself that he was not okay. And one of the greatest challenges, especially for church folk, is admitting that everything is not okay. We do such a wonderful job acting like we got it all together. And it's so easy to go on Instagram and Facebook and make the world believe that everything and every day is sunshine and we don't deal with no rain or no storms. And the problems that we can tell ourselves that we are something for so long that we start to believe it even when we know it's not true. Uh, We can wear a mask for so long, and I'm not talking about a PPE mask against corona, but I'm talking about masks that make us think that we are who we really are not. And then when we take off the mask, we can't even recognize ourselves in a mirror because it's easier to put on a front than it is to confess even to ourselves that something may be wrong with us. Can I give you this example? I, I, I had to be honest with y'all. I don't like doctors or hospitals. I, I hate both of them. I don't want to go. I, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to. I have to deal with none of that stuff. And, and, and I'm the type of person that, that my leg can be dangling off my, my body, and I, I still don't want to go. And I'll just tell myself if I give myself a few weeks, I'll be fine. In other words, I, I try to heal myself. But what's crazy is the truth of the matter i'm just I, I I'm afraid of confessing to a doctor that something is wrong with me, and what's crazy is that admitting that something is wrong is usually more difficult than what the doctor can prescribe me to help me get better. in other words, I'll stay and try to fix myself when the reality is is that the doctor can give me what I need if I just tell him what's wrong with me. And we can't keep up the charade, but we have to come clean to ourselves what we know needs to be fixed in us. In the words of my favorite rapper, Jay-Z, we can't heal from what we won't reveal. And when when we start to acknowledge what's wrong, we can begin to watch God make things right again. Our confession to ourselves is the key to breaking down our own personal strongholds. The enemy knows that if we keep our past secrets in darkness. Then it has control over us. But if we bring our past secrets to the light, we now have control over those secrets. And sometimes you just gotta tell yourself, "I gotta be real to me, uh, lot lie, 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 lie to need to tell the truth to yourself. Just just make confession." to yourself. That's how you get your hope back. Second confession you got to make is that you got to learn that you're going to be willing to try to get your hope back, that you're going to have to make confession to somebody else. You're going to make confession to others. Yeah, I, I know y'all ain't want to hear that one. You see, self-confession helps us to acknowledge our stuff, but confession to others helps us hold ourselves accountable to our stuff. I I don't just need to know my mess, but I need somebody that can help me clean up my mess because I can't do this by myself. Somebody may be asking, why do I need to tell somebody else what's going on with me? It's none of their business. You are absolutely right, but the truth is our hidden and secret stuff can drag us away from the very people who love and care about us the most. And the more lonely we feel, the more destructive we become to ourselves. The hope of our family being restored and the hope of our sins being forgiven and the hope of our relationships being mended, and the hope of our bad habits being delivered and the hope of our dreams being accomplished and our purpose in God being walked in. Is always in danger of being destroyed if we don't learn to confess to somebody else what's going on with us. Uh, there was this uh, church that had this confession service, and they had this cross at the front of the altar, and they told the members to write down what was wrong and, and what they needed help with, and and they said write it down, and then throw that paper and and, and, and don't put your name on it, and just. Put it on the cross, and so they—they they, all these folks were going up in the six-year old little boy went up with his mama and daddy and, and his parents got up there and they wrote down their confession they folded it and they didn't sign it and they put it on the cross and the little boy had his paper and, and, and he had it unfolded and 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 he had signed it in red crayon and he he put it on that same cross at the altar and his current said said John, johnny why why did you put your name on it why did you have it unfolded he said mama how can i expect for me ever to get better if I don't let folks know that I need help. In other words, Johnny understood I had to confess my stuff, not only to myself, I already know what's wrong with me, but I need somebody else to help me deal with my stuff. James five sixteen says it like this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. we got to learn that they are people who God has placed in our lives to help us be our, authentic selves, not not who people think we are, not who we sometimes pretend that we are, but I mean the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. Because if we don't deal with the ugly and let other folks see the ugly side of us, then we'll never be able to be delivered from that which the enemy uses to destroy us. And somebody may be saying, you don't understand, I ain't got nobody to talk to. Yes, you do. Get a therapist. Even if you got to taste to somebody, you can find somebody that you can share with what's going on with you so that God can then do the work on the inside of you to help you become all that God has called you to be. Stop sitting here trying to act like you got it all together, but you need to let somebody know I need to be held accountable because I got some stuff I need to work on. The last thing is this, not only do we have to make confession to ourselves, not only do we have to make confession to others, but this last thing is, of course, the most critical thing, and that is got to make confession to God. The, 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 the reality is that sometimes the hardest confession to make is to God because it puts us right in front of God, the true judge. and It is our confession of God, uh, to God, that many times, it makes us run because we are afraid of being vulnerable and transparent that even though we know God knows, we, we don't always want to confess to God because it makes us have to deal with our stuff. And, and I just came to let somebody know that sometimes you got to get uncomfortable so that God can show you he can make you more comfortable. Uh, and There's nothing about us or in us that God is afraid to touch. Because God is the one who makes us whole. He is not waiting for us to get healed. He is waiting for us to let him touch us and to touch the broken parts of us so that we can be made whole again. We can't hold on to the hope of God. If we are afraid or ashamed to let God fully hold on to us, we got to know that there is absolutely nothing, nothing about us, that God can't handle. The illicit affairs, the dark secrets, the troubling past, the dysfunctional family, the drug addiction, the physical and mental abuse, God can handle it. The heartbreaks and the heartaches, the entanglements, the low self-worth, the suicidal thoughts, the feelings of inadequacy, God can handle it. The divorce, the breakups, the drinking problem, the sex issues, the criminal tendencies. God can handle all of it, and the list is limitless. God not only knows it all, but God can fix it all. And there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And that's why you got to remind yourself that even when you don't always feel your best, that God sees the best in us. When everybody else around sees the worst in us, you want to get your hope back? Confessions are required. And I just want you to, for the next few minutes, just think about what you need to confess. And even this week, deal with that stuff. Ask God to show you your weakest areas so that God can show you that he can be made strong in your weakness. Inject that in your spirit in walk in power, in walk in confession, but most importantly, walk in hope.